0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW, avoid, We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Pitbull. Chico pitbull, and let me tell y'all what y'all gonna do right now. Putting it down. Come on. Ew. It's time for Talking Baseball with the Seattle Times' Ryan Divish. Proudly brought to you by BMW of Bellevue. Drive the ultimate driving machine from the ultimate dealer. I'm still BMW taking BMW of round. Bellevue Located on Northrop Way on Seattle round. Sports Radio 950 KJR. Do you, in the, the last pick of your fantasy draft, the very last pick, Mister Irrelevant of your fantasy draft, do you take like a Marshawn Lynch or a Calvin Johnson and just stow him away just in case? <laughs> no. Sure, just in just in case you have a deeper league, why not stash them? Put him in the put him in the far corner of your uh, of no, your roster. Those guys over the over the first three months of the season are going to be eating like Slickhawk does. And when they come back, they're not going to be that effective anyway.
1: Okay. I think, think with- Calvin could be okay if he carried a little more
0: weight. He's already like 240, isn't he? What's the Mariners' record now? Uh, I don't know, 5-4 and four, something like that. 4-4. Four and four. Uh, Ryan, what's the Mariners' record now?
1: I have no idea what the Mariners' <laughs> record is.
0: Aren't you the Mariners' beat reporter for the Seattle? Titans? Oh, I'm
1: being told it's three. They're three and three. Okay, three,
0: three and three. And three. Oh, God, five hundred. You know, if they lose today, start the season. Do, who, do, who do they play today, Ryan? Uh, the Cleveland Indians. If they lose to the Cleveland Indians and fall to three and four, I'll be asking the question tomorrow: <laughs> Will this team ever? <laughs> Ever be 500 the remainder of spring training baseball, and we'll we'll have to wait and find out. That's going
1: to drive the ratings needle a lot. You know,
0: everything we do drives the ratings needle.
1: (laughs) Uh, Ratings needle a lot. How
0: you do? How you enjoying the first six games? Of uh, of spring ball down there and in, uh, in is it nice and warm and toasty or has it been on the chilly side in Peoria, Arizona? Uh,
1: the last couple of days has been a little chilly. When I say chilly, seventy, um, yeah. So it's it's been a little bit different, but no, it's been good. It's actually nice kind of seeing games and having actual reference points for, for players instead of just watching them take BP and take ground balls or whatever. It's somebody like Ho Lee, you know, yes. he's, it's, he looks normal watching him do all De-o. these things, but you want to see him in a game. What does he look like,
0: Deo? I mean, is he big? Is he big? I, I heard he's he's lost a lot of weight, but
1: isn't he a big human being? What is he? Yeah, he's like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, about 265, Woo! 270. Wow, so he's like a he's you know, and it's mostly in the midsection area of the weight. So he's oh. kind of like a maybe he's like pork chop Womack. is kind of oh. what he was built like. Pork chop I was going to ask you.
0: I was going to ask you who you liked in a in a sumo wrestling uh, competition mm-hmm. between Deo and Nelson Cruz. I'm assuming you like Nelson Cruz.
1: Oh, well, Cruz is just Cruz is so strong. I mean, he's a large human being in a different way. Uh-huh. But yeah, Cruz is built kind of like a linebacker. And, um, and Dejo is built more like a guard. Okay. So where did Deo hit the, hit the home run yesterday? He hit it up on top of the left field berm uh, in Peoria. I mean, it was, it was probably 450 feet, Wow, I think. I mean, he crushed it. The thing is, wind was blown out a little bit. And even worse, it was like a one-two count, and the guy was pitching through him an 85-mile-per-hour fastball on the inside half. I mean, I I don't know what he was kind of doing. Even Lee said he was looking for a changeup, and he said he got a fastball that was pretty slow, so he felt like he should hit it out.
0: Okay. How about the rest of these guys? A lot of a lot of as we've seen in years past, a lot of guys off to pretty pretty good starts at the plate for the Seattle Mariners. The last
1: yeah, years. I, I think they're swinging it pretty well for the most part. I you do notice that. The influence of of this control the zone mantra that has been beaten to death with a stick a hundred times a day um, has some influence. I mean, guys are taking more pitches, at bats are a little bit longer. Even guys like Kyle Seeger, they're really kind of um, pushing that. You know, trying to see as many pitches as they can and really finding a pitch that they want to hit instead of giving in on a bat and, and and just swinging at the first thing they see. So I, I think there is some. Um, influence there. I, I thought uh, Robinson Cano has re- re- really looked uh, strong this year. Moving well, uh, he's hit the ball hard. He's going to left field a lot, which is which is something that he didn't do early in the season, which kind of led to his slumping. I thought he's moved really well. Um, you know, it's a, it's a little different looking team now. Granted, they're not all playing together at once, but. You know, the 40-man the roster that, that's come to camp is a little bit better. You don't have, and it's it's kind of interesting in that way, you don't have an infielder trying to convert to the outfield and being expected to play. Like last year, you, you, they had Ricky Weeks out there. You had Ackley, who's still not a very good outfielder. You had all these different guys in conversion mode where this should the 25-man the roster is set, and they're guys that actually play their normal positions.
0: Mm-hmm. And so what does it look like then, since it's a, it's a different-looking team, uh, does it look like a team that can cover a lot of ground? Everybody was talking about this outfield being able to cover a lot of ground. What does Martine look like in the outfield? Give us a sense of
1: uh, what the picture it, the, the looks out, like. The outfield looks a lot different. I, I think that you're right. Having Leonis Martin in center um, makes a huge difference. He runs really well. He's got a cannon for an arm. He's got probably one of the better arms in all of baseball from the outfield. Really? Um, yeah, I've talked to a scout that graded him out as one of the highest, and it's pretty accurate. And uh, it's It's striking to see him go get – Go get fly balls and run stuff down and throw it in. I mean, a year ago, Austin Jackson was out there, and we thought he was good compared to what they'd had. And and really, Austin Jackson was like the oldest looking twenty eight year old I'd ever seen in my life. Like he got out, when he'd come walking in, I, I felt like I moved better than him at age forty. Uh, and and Martinez just—it's a striking difference. You have uh, Nori Aoki in left field, who's you know not classically fundamental like a lot of the Japanese players are but he runs well he's got a good arm by comparison last year they had Ackley and Ricky Weeks and Mark Trumbo so that's very different very striking and then you know you have Gutierrez and Seth Smith and right field they're not you know, Goody's obviously not what he once was, but he still catches anything that's right at him. Uh, and he moves still relatively well enough to be an upgrade over having to have Cruz out there all the time. So that's better. Um, you know, it just makes a, d- a difference having guys that can move uh, defensively in the outfield. I don't think they're going to give up as many uh, free balls to the gap. If you look at last year, there were times where they would play Trumbull in left field and Nelson Cruz in right field and Austin Jackson in center. I mean, just – you just can't live like that and mm-hmm. expect to have success.
0: You know you can't, and we're talking to to Ryan Divish uh, live in Peoria, Arizona. The Mariners are off to a three and three start. They face the Cleveland Indians. A lot of swinging of hot bats for the Mariners in the the first uh, several days of the uh, the spring schedule, as has been the case the, the previous few years. You talk about the range and the arm of uh, of Martin in center field. It, it, I don't think it can be overstated how important that is. I mean, you just just think of a just think of a uh, a season long a season long worth of base hits up the middle with a guy on first. I mean, just as simple something as subtle as that, where the ball's not hit right at the outfielder, right, Ryan? If yeah. The, if the if the center fielder has got to move a little bit to let's say his his left to right towards right field on a base hit up the middle with a guy at first base, certain center fielders don't have the range and arm. The guy's going to go from first to third. He's going to be a third with one out or or less than one out. Other guys, they're going to they're gonna respect the range and the arm, and those guys are going to pull up at second base. That's a huge difference, Ryan. Uh, maybe I'm making a mountain out of a molehill. I, I think having a guy in center who's got range and an arm changes the way opponents will run the bases dramatically against your team.
1: No, you're right. There was no fear for base runners last year to run on Austin Jackson. Or, you know, you even saw guys go from first to third on ground balls hit to the left field because they knew Dustin Ackley could not throw and Ricky Weeks when he was out there, or Trumbull for that matter. So, yeah, and then guys scoring from second as well. There just wasn't any threat that they might be thrown out from those two spots. And I think that's, you know, that's changed this year, that you have guys that can, can force teams to have to think twice, uh, for a team like the Mariners that that plays seems to play a lot of close games giving up an extra base uh two or three times a game is very costly mm-hmm. and we saw it last year at times where they, they give up an extra base or they couldn't make a play at the plate and that would be the difference in the game so this year it should be better in that regard
0: tell me what you think of tell Marte so far i think a lot of us saw really glimpses and flashes of a solid shortstop young player coming up through the system and we've just kind of in 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 you know in pen Placed him at the shortstop position and towards the the start of the the top of the lineup is that is that where it's headed and what about Chris Taylor and his future or lack thereof with the team? Give us a sense of what Marte's look look like to your eye so far.
1: I uh, you know he's he's looked pretty strong at the plate. You know, really, guy that still sees a lot of pitches. He, his his uh, understanding of the strike zone and maturity about it is is pretty surprising considering his age. Uh, he just really has an idea of what he's looking for, and he doesn't give in. Um, and that's really impressed Scott's Service. We talked a little bit about it today, and some I'm trying to get posted here in a little bit. But just about ideally, if all things work right, they'd love to have him batting second uh, oh. behind Norie Aoki okay. uh, because he's a switch hitter. That could break up the lefties, because if you had either pal Seeger or Robinson Cano batting third, that breaks up the lefties uh, with, with Marte being a switch hitter. And um, just what kind of havoc it would create on the bases because Aoki runs well and can steal bases. Marte runs well. You're talking about two of their better base runners at the top of the order for your guys to table set. I think that would be huge. Um, From a defensive standpoint, I think it's always going to be a little shaky at times with him. He doesn't have great range. He doesn't have an exceptional arm. I think he's About adequate. You know, there's a reason why everybody believed he was a second baseman because he profiles best there. But I think he can play there. And for the Mariners, just make the routine plays. Because last year with Brad Miller, he didn't make the routine plays. It was always 50 50, whether, you know, if he fielded it, whether the throw was going to be online. And it's hard for players to play like that. It wears on a team mentally. Uh, This year, I think that's one thing with Marte. He seems to make all the routine ones. It doesn't always look pretty, and sometimes it's a little closer than it needs to be but you know make the out and they'll move on and and really if he's a 280 hitter and gets on base 3 370 or 350 to 370%. I mean that's that's what they want. You'll you'll make up for some of the the outs you don't get in the field if you have a guy that's doing that at the top of the order. What's going to become that, a Chris Taylor? I think he's going to be a triple A. Um he's, he's at they've asked a lot uh in terms of working on some of his some of his swing stuff and his approach. He did that at the end of last season. He came in for the hitting summit that they had here. I think they'd really prefer to play him all day or have him play every day in Tacoma and let him work on that hitting stuff. Uh, they have a, probably a better option as their utility guy and, and Luis Sardinas, who's a, a switch hitter, can play third, can play second, can play short, can even play center field, and he runs a little bit better than Taylor. So I think that's who they're going to go with as their utility guy. Um, and then that pretty much leaves, by doing that, that really leaves only About two open competitions for the the rest of the team, and that's backup first baseman and then the number five starter.
0: Uh What? uh, uh, How the pitchers looked? Who's looked good? Who's looked? uh, I I know James Paxton was shaky yesterday. What have you seen from the Mariners' pitchers?
1: I, I think they've all been kind of you know the first couple starts these guys get out there they're not throwing at 100% effort. Um, they're working on different pitches. And I know Paxson yesterday was working on his changeup a lot, and he was only throwing uh, the radar gun had him at about 89 to 91, maybe 92, and he kind of said, well, I'm not you know, going to really let it go in these first couple starts. You know, the back end of the starts f- for the spring is where we'll kind of see him ramp it up. But a lot of these guys just kind of get out there, and if they have something that hasn't felt right that this spring, like a breaking ball or something like that, they're going to work on it, and they're going to throw it a lot. And that puts them in bad count sometimes uh, where you're going to give up hits. But, I, you know, I mean, for like I would heard Dick say, as long as Paxton walks off the mound healthy, I think that's the biggest thing. You know, we haven't seen him really get going but I don't think we've seen any of these guys really get going. I thought uh, Iwakuma looked really solid the other day. You know, he faced six batters, got six out through six first-pitch strikes. I think he only needed 22 pitches to go through two innings. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll take that any day, you know, to watch. As a a media guy, that kind of fast-working, we'll take that all the time. Same with Wade Miley, who works really fast. But, you know, Felix throws, uh, I think, March 14th. That's his first game. Mm -hmm. So, you know, right now it's just kind of, Kind of where they're at. That you haven't really seen anything to tell you what they're going to be like this season. C. Shek, uh, he's he's been okay. You know, I'm really a lot of times when he comes in, we're going to meet with the starting pitcher, but he he's fine. You know, uh, I think. The the thing is with, like, a lot of closers, these it's hard to tell what it's like um, when it's not a safe situation. By the end of spring, when they're playing longer games, you know, when starters stay in longer and all these things, they're going to bring c in and some of these relievers in more set situations where it feels like that they do in the regular season. So I thought he's thrown the ball well. I mean, he hasn't given up a ton of hard hits. It's, it's really funky watching him throw, but, um, you know, it, it's – kind of what you expect this time of year
0: does joel peralta have any chance of making the team in your opinion? he does
1: actually um the little dude has a really good chance of making the team because just or because evan scribner and um ryan cook two right handers that they had anticipated to compete for spots especially scribner who you know is out of minor league options and is basically kind of locked in as one of their uh sixth inning guys uh, has a is a strained lat right now in his in his upper shoulder area and he's out he hasn't really thrown in a couple weeks and cook they think has a tear in his lat, and he could be out six to eight weeks. So that, that kind of hit their depth a little bit. You know, he had all these arms, and I don't know if any of them were great or not, but they brought in all these different guys, and two of them that kind of anticipated to be competing for spots in the bullpen are slowed down right now with injuries. So Peralta definitely has a chance to make the team.
0: Got it. Ryan Divish live from Peoria each and every Tuesday morning on the program. When you hear the pit bull, you know that Ryan Divish can't be – far behind thank you ryan enjoy it enjoy the uh the the indians and the mariners today we'll be keeping we'll be keeping track up here in seattle talk to you next tuesday all right see you okay there he is okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino